The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-I. And mention I sent you. All right. Our season preview show. <laughs> We're finally here. We're finally here to real football. We don't have to talk about OTAs or mock drafts. <laughs> we survived the offseason. My goodness. Uh, before we get there, um, I just wanted to um, bring up Jimmy Buffett, uh, an absolute legend. Uh, you know, you might think if you're if you're not a fan, you think, oh, Margaritaville. Cool. He, you know, and that's what I thought at, at first. Um, and my family was gung ho to see him go to one of his concerts. I'm like, sure, whatever, I'll go. It is, it was an experience. It's basically yeah. one giant party with 30,000 people, oh, and yeah. people that were like, you know, bank executives during the day are wearing grass skirts and take <laughs> and giving you jello shots and stuff like that. It was such a crazy scene, Darren. I know you're a big fan. How do, I know this, this, this really affected you. 31 shows. Um, wow, you know, and and he. The surfboard behind me, which I don't know how well you can see, that's signed by him at, at all the 31 shows. I only ever met him for maybe three minutes when he signed that. And he signed that because I, uh, I, the Beach Boys were going to a concert at Blossom Music Center in Cleveland, and they got lost. Awesome. And um, the limo driver called uh, the, the head of the limo company because he didn't know where he was. And the guy from the limo company ha happened to be on a treadmill next to me. And I guided the limo driver there. And he said, I owe you big, whatever you want. And I said, well, oh. it's coming up. So wow. but 31 shows. Um, it's it's tough because for for a person I've only met four minutes, it feels like I lost my uncle. Mm, um, yeah. it, and my sister-in-law tweeted me or uh, texted me and she said, you know, it's OK to be sad and cry because because um, I did. And I still have a little bit over the last few days. He was a big part of my life. He is part of who I am. You know, I think some people say, oh, you can't get connected to a singer or a uh, an actor or something like that. I think you can, okay. um, you know, and I, I went back and I've read most of his books and there's a quick passage, Joe, he wrote, everything leaves eventually in a physical form, but the memories of good people and good work are timeless. This is in reference to George Harrison's passing in 2001. So instead of saying a prayer, I just visualized George boarding a Pan Am Clipper, guitar case in hand, greeted by Captain Gardner McKay and, and entertaining director, Freddie Neal by Jimmy Buffett. And I thought that was really spoke really well to him. I mean, this guy is, you know, a troubadour. He's the captain, of a, the captain of escapism for so many of us in so yes. many forms. And, um, you know, I, I like to picture that, too. I like to picture something happy because he always made me happy, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I saw Franco Harrison at Coconut Bra once. Uh, so if you want a football <laughs> tie in. Um, and, and that day I had him signed, I, you know, Franco. Franco would pop up anywhere. Yeah. It, 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 you never knew where Franco would turn up. I've met, I, I ran into him at the Turnpike once in Ohio. Uh, but yeah, there he was. I, I got that thing signed by Jimmy Buffett. I turn around, there's Franco in a coconut bra. I'm like, hi, Franco. <laughs> hey, man, what's going on, Darren? Because we had done some That's amazing. Amazing. But yeah, um, I'll miss him, Joe. Okay. I'll miss him a lot. Yeah, he, 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 he was basically. He had that pirate lifestyle of yeah. you know he would just just go out on a boat and and so but he was so his his he has those margarita franchises like all over the world and oh, yeah 
what was it? Um, I saw that somebody said, and I thought this was like the perfect way to explain who he was to maybe somebody who wouldn't know who he was. They said, remember that feeling you get when you're a kid and you're on the last day of school and summer is, is right there, like within reach. They said, Jimmy Buffett gave that to adults 365 yeah. days a year. And I thought that was like a really cool way to explain yeah. it. And uh, he was a huge New Orleans Saints fan. Yes. Um, and he would, uh, yeah, he was, he was, <laughs> you, what, what, what do you think of when the, about the, uh, the New Orleans Saints, there was, there was a bounty gate thing where Sean Payton mm. got suspended for a year mm -hmm. and he wore a, he, he did a concert down there. He wore a free Sean Payton <laughs> shirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and that, that huge thing with the, uh, in the playoffs with the, the blown call. And, yep, right. and so he got really mad about that. But yeah, he was, he was a big New Orleans Saints fan. So, um. But, yeah. you know, we do connect to these people, you know, like Darren said, people say that you can't feel this way about people. And I would always push back on that because you to even look at like how people felt when like Princess Diana died or like I remember hearing my mom talk about like Kennedy getting shot. Do you know what I mean? And you think about like musicians, you know, and Franco Harris's death. And, you know, these things do have an impact. I mean, these people are so public for us. You know, they let us into their lives and, you know, we feel like you get to know them on a personal level and you know they yeah. matter to you and and so yeah i i i totally get it darren yeah celebrities um get people through especially musicians get yes. people through a lot of hard times and i think when people are going through those things and they're listening to that person's music it, yeah. there, there's total, total connection Totally. Yeah, you connect like completely oh, with yeah. them. Yeah, you, you we I have all kinds of music tastes. I like Metallica, I like Taylor yeah. Swift or whatever. But there are times where I'll just listen to Jimmy Buffett songs all day, and you just get mm -hmm. that, there's there's just you just feel good. There's just feel yeah. good songs and just relaxed, laid back, and it's it's yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Now on to the Steelers. Oh boy. Well, let me let me bring up something. This is when the schedule first came out, we all made predictions. Oh right. Yes. And January. No, no, I, it was uh, it was I think it was May or something. May. Was it? Yeah, wasn't yeah, that long ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's take a look at this. So funny thing is I all almost all of us predicted a loss this week <laughs> for the really? San Francisco. Except for Leanne, of course. Of course I can't I'm, see I'm, me. What? I don't know why I can't see me. Okay, well, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll, this thing. we'll get to, we'll of get to you again. You're so, all wins. Let's just put it this way. You're all wins except for like <laughs> three. Yeah, what did so, I lose? The 24th. So, me and Allison predicted 10 and 7. Darren said 11 and 6. And Leanne said 12 and 5. Right. Hey, hey. I, I, I want to change mine. I want to say officially I'm think I'm thinking eleven and six now. Does anybody else want to change theirs? I'm sticking with my win. There you go. I'm sticking Let's go. with my win. Yeah. No, I, I, eleven and six is where I have them, Joe, because for two reasons. One, I think that's where there will be, and I think that's where they need to be. You know, it's yeah. nine and eight. Yeah, nine and eight might be nice, but to me, we we all want to see that progress. And eleven and six, I think, shows that. You know, if they make the playoffs and lose in the first round. I'd like to see a playoff win, but I mean, they're also the AFC North is brutal. I mean, it just is, you know, I, I have the AFC is I brutal. The entire conference. Yeah. The entire it AFC. It is. I, I think you have the AFC is just absolutely loaded with a few Super Bowl contenders. And then you have the AFC NFC. It's kind of cute. 
and they have some pretenders and who's going to be the best pretender. But they I mean, love that. <laughs> yeah, the, the AFC is where it's at. And um, I have them splitting with Baltimore. I have them splitting with Cincy. I have them sweeping the Browns. And I think that's that's fair. Um, even the Browns, you never know. But right. uh, I, I think that's where you see it. It's just it's not anymore where the Steelers pretty much are probably going to, you know, win most of those games and lose just one to one of those teams. I'm where afraid. Sweep Cincinnati, sweep Cleveland, split with Baltimore. I'm um, afraid 10 and 7 might not make the playoffs. I don't think it will. Wow. It's going to yeah. be tough. It's going to be really tough. I mean, I you still have think the, the Steelers South. will find a way to sneak in. Right. Right. Yeah, Somebody will go with what, 6 and 11 and win the NFC South. Uh, yeah. So that's going to screw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they get in via wild card, I'd be concerned only because they haven't had that win. They right. haven't won a playoff game in I don't know how long. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to win those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great point. And you're, we you need know, to get back to the business of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's an excellent point that you bring up too, Allison, because they could be facing Baltimore uh, mm-hmm. at Baltimore in a playoff game if they go at the wild card. You know, or, that's or, a yeah. great Very point. Easily. Very easily. What happened? So, so if if they make the playoffs, but then lose again in the first round, is mm-hmm. this if is this season a disappointment? I say yeah. Yeah. Uh, I say no. Mm. I don't think it's a disappointment. I mean, okay. I think it's frustrating. Do you know what I mean? But I still think it's progress over where we were last year. I think it would be the first year that we're kind of firing on all cylinders with, you know, Pickett coming in as the starting quarterback. I mean, this is not his rookie season, but I mean, it's it's not like a full second season when he wasn't the starting quarterback last year. We had Matt Canada spoon feeding him baby bites of the offense. Do you know what I mean? We had TJ Watt out. I mean, we just weren't a hundred percent for the majority of last season. So I think if we could capitalize and do better than we did last year and make it to the playoffs, I think that's a success. I know it won't make people happy. I'll, I would say this. I, I agree with you because of one factor, we have the youngest offense in, in, in the AFC. Yes. Um, you know, if this was a, 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 a tie, a, a tested and veteran offense, then yeah, I'm with you, but I I'll go with 11 and six, making the playoffs and losing the first round. I didn't think, at the beginning of the year, I would be happy with that. But, you know, Joe knows I was at most, what, five training camps this year. I uh, got to spend a lot of time watching the team. And, man, it's been fun watching them develop. And I tell Joe, and I, I know there's not a lot of science factual basis to this, there's something there. Um, I, think I keep saying that, yeah. There's something there. And I, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Sorry, Steeler fans. But it's going to happen, I think, um, provided they can keep doing what they're doing. I think Omar Khan – did the best job a GM's done in the, in all the league in the offseason. There's something there. That's why I would say I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. They lose. I'm, I'm okay with it. About yeah. 10 weeks ago, I wasn't. This team right. feels so much better than last year. It's like night and day. I don't know. I am maybe, yeah, maybe we're just drinking the Kool Aid. Maybe we're in just in the Steelers bubble. But I mean, you look. DraftKings still has the Steelers at eight and a half wins. I right. think that's easy money. There's a lot of things that are easy money here. Um, they have Najee Harris, nine hundred yards and seven and a half touchdowns. He might get that through November. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I could minimum thousand yards that dude's getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deontay Johnson, they have 825 yards and 82 and a half receptions. That's that's very low for him, also. Yeah, that seems yeah. weak. Um, 
Uh, now, Pickett, they have 3,300 passing yards, 18 and a half touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. I think that's actually probably where he's going to be. Do you think Do you think he'll go higher or lower than those numbers? Pickett? Yeah. 3,300 yeah, yards. Higher. I mean, it's it's sad to say this, but in, in, a, in the day of age that we are with the internet and everything like that, there's still not enough people here seeing what we're seeing. And I think yeah. – I think he's better than that. I, yeah, last year he struggled. But last year he didn't practice with the first team all preseason. Mm-hmm. They throw him halfway through the Jets game and say, hey, here you go, have fun. Right, yeah. Really, yeah. That's, that's bringing it down to lame concerns, <clears throat> but that's what happened to the kid. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it's going to be up. I mean, everyone's, you know, pissing on the kid, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a lot There are a lot of factors that played into into why he, he wasn't – he didn't show to his potential. You know? Right. Man yeah. Canada, and again, it's not just – it's not just Canada's play calling. You have to admit, yes, he's he's the offensive coordinator's, you know, not going to um throw like a Ben Roethlisberger kind of playbook at him. He's they're gonna want to limit him because he's so fresh, he's so raw. You know what I mean? They don't want him going out there and like in the beginning of the season, he threw so many interceptions, but then they, you know, they they reeled it back and they're like, okay, we want you to just take care of the ball, which was disappointing. Yeah. But at the same time, it kept his interceptions down and probably helped win him some games. So yeah. we would hope that that offense isn't going to be as limited this year as it was last year. Right. Right. What if, what if the, 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 the 49ers are one of the best defenses in the league, or at least they were last year. What if in game one, the Steelers play pretty poorly offensively, not because of, you know, not just because San Francisco is so good. They Mm -hmm. just got Nick Bosa. Great. Mm -hmm. He could he can now get extra cheese on his Whopper. That's that's wonderful. Um, But what if they struggle against San Francisco and the coaches or whoever says, Oh, we're gonna make it conservative again. And then and then this whole oh, season God, gets Matt Canada. Say that, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if that God. happens, I think Canada's gone. I think he's he's not the answer. Do you know what I mean? Like you've yeah. seen the progress that Kenny Pickett made. And I get that we only see like a, a tiny little, I'm you know, drawing. Jimmy sized dot of, of what the reality is in preseason. But you know, even with that little bit we saw, it looked like this tremendous leap forward, you know, this continuation of where we were last year with no recession and, and moving forward and getting better during the preseason. So if he comes in week one and we see this massive step backwards because of play calling, then how can they justify keeping Canada? Yeah. I think that's why he had one year left on that contract. I think that's why they kept him. Um, And uh, Joe and I, I held up a sign a couple of podcasts ago. There's no more excuses. There's no more for Matt Canada. You know, I mean, you have a hot, you have a healthy Austin, you have a healthy picket, you have a, a probably, I'm still not sold on the offensive line. Let's see how it goes. But it's the best offensive line they've had since he's been there. Um, you, you have Allen Robinson in the slot. I mean, a lot of the reasons last year they struggled was the slot. The slot position was really unreliable. I mean, a couple right. of times you, you were having double. You were having, uh, you know, Gentry line up in the, in, in the slot, which, I mean, good Lord. Uh, so, you know, it, it's there's a lot there. And I, I agree. No more excuses. And, and if, if they were to struggle in the way Joe's suggesting, uh, I don't think they'll make a change into week two but you know i think it's important to get off to a good start i think if they want to go to the 11 and 6 i think this game's competitive and i still think the 49ers will win but i think it's gonna be close to what people think mm-hmm. yep they I think were the only team five is fired and four up. on the road last year 
Yeah. They were five and four on the road. They weren't dominating on the road. And they I think the do. team is as fired up as we are. They look that way. They appear mm -hmm. that way. Like, yep. you know, they're always going to pay the lip service, you know, let's go. We're ready. But to me, it even has like a different vibe this season than I can recall in any recent season. Mm -hmm. Darren, you said you went to training camp and you saw something special. I guarantee the coaches are saying the same thing. We right. got something here. And I think the players are saying that too. And yeah. I think, I think there is something special here. I have this vision. I have two visions and they're scaring the hell out of me. One is that they go, they start 10 and one <laughs> and then they fade in the end. They end up 11 and six, but they, but they start 10 and one. So then they, they, they end up one and five, which would be terrible. And I also have this thing that somebody gets hurt. <laughs> Either Kenny Pickett or TJ Watt. I hate, I hate even saying it, but <laughs> Allison wants to beat your tongue. Bite your tongue. Get him, Allison. I, but I just have this feeling that they're going to start so well. And it, it is just going to, like if 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 that happened, if they if they started ten and one, we wouldn't really be surprised. We'd probably say, yeah, probably. But other people would like lose their minds because other people outside of Pittsburgh still right. are are disrespecting them, and they're like, how could this be possible? They're probably oh, you you got a lot you got a lot of fluke wins or whatever. But I I could see it happening. It's not that strong of a schedule coming out. No, you're right. It's not. It's no, not. I mean I think I they're like the thirteenth yeah. or fourteenth easy or uh, hardest mm -hmm. schedule in the league. It's not yeah. hard. Um, and the Bengals and the Browns are in the same boat. I mean, the, the AFC North doesn't have uh, a strong matchup. So yeah, I, I have our going toughest out of games are against our division opponents. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are yeah. really our, our toughest games. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, right. But you know what? He's in those games. I make fun of the AFC South, which everybody should. Sorry, AFC South. <laughs> right. Um, Kendra Green. <laughs> The Jaguars always play us tough. I mean, forever. Go back to the Fred yeah. Taylor days. The Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. Uh, and the Titans play us tough, too. So we have yeah. three opponents in there. I feel like they're going to lose one of those games. I'm not sure which one. It's a game they probably shouldn't lose, but I think they're going to lose to one of those teams. Maybe maybe two out of the three. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, you know, it's it's. I have that feeling. But the thing about that is they still have to come together. There's got to be a culmination point where everything's clicking and it's probably not going to click in week one. Uh, I think it may click, you know, down the road and, and they'll, they'll do a little bit opposite of what you're saying, Joe, they may start out. Okay. I am going at least three and one in the first four games, uh, bumpiness. And then, you know, um, they may blow the first games against the Ravens and the Bengals, but I think they'll learn from that. Um, and I, I really do feel like they're going to come out on a strong season because of that youth. I mean, they, they list, you know, they're listing the age of those players, uh, at least they did up here when KDK was carrying the games, you know, and Batch and Pomp are reading them off. It's like 22, 21, 22, 24, 23. And you're like, yeah. I mean, this reminds me of 04, mm -hmm. you know, 0-3. Yeah, I think Allen Robinson is probably the oldest player on the offense. <laughs> probably. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think he is now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's and that's that's the thing. We think Kenny Pickett is going to make a huge jump. We, I think, I think everybody thinks uh, George Pickens is going to make a huge jump too. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's exciting. Pickens, Pickens has the makings of of, of a great receiver. Yeah, uh, he he's got really you know, great hands. He's got Lynn Swan like kind of moves. Um, you know, it, he's got the makings there. I think uh, the running back situation is good. Uh, Najee Harris. They have a decent second running back here. They are they are pretty well. You can rest Najee Harris now. 
he doesn't really i keep... hadn't heard about him tell me yeah. more <laughs> What? <laughs> I hear he's going to be the starter by week two. Yeah, but if you talk to people outside of Pittsburgh, they basically say that Najee Harris like, like, like doesn't doesn't know how to walk or or try. he's basically people a toddler. So stupid! Like, how are they allowed to like procreate and drive cars? They're so <laughs> yeah, all right. these fantasy fantasy experts I hear is like right. Jalen Warren is better than Najee yeah. Harris. He have more carries. Like, I like bro, I get how Warren impacts Harris's numbers. So, like from a fantasy standpoint, like right. that might be concerning. But that isn't because Harris can't play. Like, we should. In Pittsburgh, we should be grateful that we have this like one-two knockout punch duo. I think it's excellent to have two different kinds of running backs on our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, how did that go with Willie Parker and Jerome Bettis? Oh yeah, we won a Super Bowl. Really well, right? yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know? uh, so yeah, I see. I think he'll. You know, I think Warren might get five touchdowns this year. Or, you know, maybe th- a couple through the year, maybe on the ground. But that's what yeah. you like out of a, uh, mm-hmm. a backup. But yeah, Najee Harris is still uh, good, and I, I think he ran behind some horrible offensive lines. Yeah. And the Steelers did nothing at all yeah. to address that or remedy it or anything. And you had him getting killed back there, uh, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's third and 13 and you're throwing a fly route to guys that can't block for you. Yeah, uh, right. yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, just uh, now they, they have that. Um, and it's just, again, there's going to be some, you know, miscommunications. There's going to be a few of that in these first couple of weeks. But when this team starts gelling, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be it's going to be they're going to upset some people, I think, too. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see in general. I mean, in general, the offense, how it, how much better it is with an upgraded offensive line, but for sure the run game. You know what I mean? For yes. Sure the run game, because it's like Naj has had a rough – I mean, sure, he's had over a 1,000 yards both seasons, but it's like that's not really awesome anymore. You know it what was mean? a you tough 1,000 yards. A, yeah. You know, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about – how wonderful the offense, how much better the offensive line has gotten. But really, there was only one change from last year, and that's Isaac Sayamalo. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a huge, that might big, be a big change. Right. Yeah. But still, everyone else is the same. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying, you know. Although we are apparently getting like a new and improved Dan Moore. So, I mean, even though right. he's not a new person, if he's coming out as a much more improved player, that's an upgrade. You know what I mean? And considering mm-hmm. he already knows the system, that's a step ahead of then replacing him with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Remains to be seen how improved he is. But I'm right. not sure what happened to Dan Moore. But, you know, earlier before we started the recording here, we were talking, we had some good Cam Hayward stories we're sharing. Well, for the last couple of years, Cam Hayward's usually the first guy on, last guy off type of thing. Yeah. You know who joined him this year? His brother and Dan, Dan Moore. Moore. And yeah. I don't know, you know, whatever it was. And all Carter of a sudden. Jones is what yeah. happened to Dan Moore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> Just a threat. Yeah. Not that he's even, he's, it seems like from what I'm hearing that Jones isn't, is nowhere near what he needs to be to start. And right. obviously that's why he's not. But just a threat alone. You know what I mean? I oh, think Dan Moore like yeah. really they know um, that 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 Broderick Jones is going to play and start at some point this season. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. not gonna sit the whole season. So you you better believe that put a fire under Dan Moore. It's like uh, right. yeah. he's coming for my job. Dan, Dan Moore has it twofold. Not only does he want to start and play in Pittsburgh, he needs to look good so that when Jones is ready to play. Somebody else wants him. Do you know what I mean? He's not done. So right. he's also auditioning for his maybe, future. maybe Dan Moore can go to the other side and replace Chooks. Yeah, yeah that would save some money too. Yeah, Dan mm-hmm. Moore didn't play all that bad last year. And you know, coming off that when they go and get you know Broderick uh Broderick and they 
uh, yeah, I think that was a big part of that fire. But, I mean, he's just looked fantastic. And, I mean, hey, we benefited from it for at least this year. So. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and when you look at that game, the offensive line is kind of a push for me, right? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how our O-line works. 49ers O-line is nothing to get too excited about. You remember they, they lost uh, their big guy, uh, McGinley, to the Broncos in, in free agency. Now, they kept Trent Williams, who will probably go to the Hall of Fame someday. But on the, on the right tackle, they have Colton McKivitz. Um, uh, who yeah. last year was on their practice squad right. and just kind of worked his way as a backup and then started that last NFC game, and he did good. Okay, last year his, his numbers were not great. He had a 64.8% passer rating uh, for pass blocking. The average in the league was 88.7. Guess who he lines up against right. on Sunday? TJ Watt. TJ Watt. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So Welcome that kid's got, a, Colton. Right, uh, yeah. kid's got a lot cut out for him in the form of T.J. Watt, and they'll probably switch, and Highsmith will take on Trent Williams, and they might switch back and forth. But the, the 49ers line isn't exactly stellar. The defensive line is the offensive line, not so much. So I, I think you're going to see the Steelers' defense get in there and create some havoc on Sunday. Yeah. T.J. Watt is going to – I know what his welcome to the NFL moment is going to be. Uh-huh, uh-huh. T.J. Watt just saw another dude make more money than him. The other right. – the, the dude on the other team. Like, oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I'm pretty good too, guys. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, and the contract that Nick Bosa got today was driven partly by what, what, uh, yeah. Donald and TJ Watt. Donald and Watt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We could, uh, Nick Bosa does not have to worry about, uh, doesn't have to worry about saving up for Christmas. I think he, I think he, I think yep. he got those, uh, that, that good taken care of. Um, good. <laughs> the, the rookie that is going to, who, who will end up being the rookie of the year? For the Steelers? Yes. Oh. It could be Herbig. Hmm. Could be Herbig. Broderick Jones, Darnell Benson, Washington, Keanu Benton, Washington. Nick Herbig, Joey, Joey Porter Jr. You know, I think, I think, I think it's Porter. Place. Oh, it's could Porter. Be. It could be Porter, Porter or Herbig. Um, I mean, they, they are just... Herbig's so good right now that it's hard. To I think it's hard. Game. Yeah. Hard to pass up Herbig right now. But of course, you know, you got a whole season ahead of you to see what they really get to do. Do you know what I mean? Who knows how much playing time Herbig will really get compared to Porter. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And plus again, I mean, we beat this like a dead friggin' horse, but it's like preseason. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't, yeah. it was everybody, right. everybody was playing against, you know, even though they were starters, were they all going like with, you know, right. 120 million percent? No. You know what I mean? So it's like, I definitely am, I'm excited to see what he can do when he does come in for, for Water Highsmith. And the great thing about him is he can play both sides. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like he can go in for either one of them. You yeah. know, he doesn't just have to spell Watt or spell Highsmith. Right. It's, it's, it's the talent from the Herbigs in general is uh, is pretty enticing. Yeah. You know who yeah. I haven't heard one thing about all year? Levi Wallace. It's like, it's like, is he even on the team? Like, yeah, he's a starting <laughs> quarterback, and nobody's yeah, said a thing about him. He's been so eclipsed by Porter. It's you know what I mean. Yeah. They just don't even yeah. talk about him. Totally eclipsed. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah, and we have like... Levi Wallace. Yep. Yeah, it's a damn more thing. Just like, a total eclipse of the Wallace. <laughs> you like that? You see that? Hearts, uh, that good. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> what was that, Darren? I said, how many heart references will we have tonight? Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, 
And that's the stuff, too. I mean, if I think players let you believe, man, I don't care what you say in the media or what people say. They do. Um, they see that stuff. That kind of stuff makes it into the lockers, you know, and it, and, and it does matter. And it's not like we try to drive an opinion one way or another. Right. But that what you said, Joe, and what you said, Allison, it, before uh, about, you know, Broderick Jones, I think that drive, it's going to drive Wallace. Mm. You know, it, it really is. Um, I think, you know, I know I remember Troy Polamalu not being real happy about being on special teams. You know, his rookie year, he had some playing defense back and they stuck him on special teams and he started lighting people up. Yeah, in those first couple of weeks, and then Cowher was like, "Ah, oh, you know, maybe we need to get this kid more in the backfield." And you know, uh, and he he said it. You know, he he somebody somewhere something you know wrote something about you know he might be just a special teams guru, and that mm. lit a fire. Either, but you know, in in Pittsburgh, that's a great way to make it on to start. Either you know, on the defense is to go through special teams. I mean, you mentioned Palomalo, but Harris also and uh, Brett Kiesel. They were also special Gary teamers Oshowski. that made their way. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them. It's super common. So some of the biggest names in Steelers defense history got their start that way on special teams. So well, they could find themselves in that position. Pittsburgh loves an underdog story, man. If you're that guy that yes. plays in the special teams, and then they may they love it. They love Either it. the players find out what gets said about them or the people near the players their friends and family tell them what people are saying about them but they mm -hmm. know they yeah. know all the stuff mm -hmm. um did you see troy palomalo is um he was um helping the 149ers basically the 49ers pull him off. yeah hey yeah, hey it's yeah. a family show hey, oh, no. hey. <laughs> no i mean yeah they're both um um, so, so, like Simone Descent, they both Polynesian, the USA. Yeah. yeah, Polynesian. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, Simone would be a little bit bigger. Um, they're both from USC. Yeah, they've been. He's been even before he was drafted. I think uh, Troy was he kept him out, asking so. Paul Mola for advice, mm -hmm. and the one thing Paul Mola told that. him is turn off your social media, C kill yeah. your accounts for mm -hmm. while while you're in college. That's a that's great advice. Turn right. all that out. Mm -hmm. We had yep. Samoa on our show, and he talked about how that group, the the Samoans and Polynesian group in the NFL, are super tight, and mm -hmm. they all talk to each other and support each other, and their families support each other, and just that that's a really tight knit community. It's like that in professional team you're on. It's like yeah. that in professional wrestling too. Um, there are so many. Um, um, Roman Reigns is from that family. The Rock. Um, so many players, so many wrestlers throughout history. Most of them are in the same family, but still, they're all that that, that Samoan descent, and they're extremely close with each other. So yeah, yeah, there's something about that. You know, the the that that those people are very very tight knit. So yeah. Oh boy, I'm so excited. I'm so what do we have for uh, what do we have for scores for Sunday's game? I I, I got I have the 49ers 23 21. How about you guys? 17 14. I'm sorry, but I just feel like defensively they're they're gonna, you know what I'm saying? 17 14 uh 49ers? Yeah. Uh Steelers. Steelers. Oh Steelers. I'm actually, okay. I'm I'm changing uh that that you know I still I think we are gonna win. Leanne, what what do you think? Yeah. I was a little bit higher than Allison. I was more like 20. Four, 23, 21, something like that. Steelers winning. Mm -hmm. I'm going 51 nothing Steelers. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, you a typical <laughs> score. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, I want to say 23 17 Steelers. Um, 
It's going to be low scoring because these are both supposed to be really good defenses. Keep in mind, though, that the 49ers have a totally new defensive coordinator. I don't yeah. know if that's going to mess anything up. Yeah, right. Offensive and, coordinator and offensive coordinator. And Nick Bosa just signed today. Yeah, he is not going to be in football shape. I don't care yeah. what he's been nope. doing. Probably I don't not. care. I don't care if he's been hanging out of like living at Planet Fitness or something like that. He is not going to be in football shape. They're going to have him on a pitch. Nothing count. takes the place of preseason. Nothing yeah. takes the place of that. He cannot replicate that. Nope. Yeah. No, I, I agree. He'll be a little rusty, but I mean, he's still Nick Bosa. So, you know, yeah. it, um, but, but I mean, yeah, you know, there's still... injury concerns there, you know, when you, when you don't yeah, have that conditioning about you know this mean? earlier. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a, there's a risk. How of much injury. do you want to risk him? Yeah, especially since yeah. you paid him a buttload of money. <laughs> yeah, really. Right. And it's not a conference game, do you know what I mean? Which is not right. to say it doesn't count, but it's like a slightly different level. And it's week one, which is always a wonky week anyway. So how much do you want to risk Bosa? You know, if you knew TJ Watt was going to get hurt last year against uh, the Bengals, even mm -hmm. though that was a conference game, would you have chosen to win that game or keep TJ Watt? Not that you mm -hmm. can predict things, but. No, right. great points. I mean, absolutely. And, and the 49ers and the Steelers have an interesting week one matchup history. They've met in week yes. one a bunch of times. You know, mm -hmm. I, I remember the 93 when I was at that game. Uh, my dad took me to that game. I was a younger kid. And, and you know, I mean, we almost beat them. You know, we, we I mean, we were struggling. We came back. And, they, and that was a super team. That was probably Steve Young. That Oh, yeah, it was Jerry Rice. I mean, that's what we're kind of talking about. You know, I mean, this, this 49er team comes pretty loaded for Bear. You know, Brock Purdy, I mean, you can say what you want, but. 32 points they average him and McCaffrey hooked up. And when you start hooking up with the, uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's tough. Uh, they got great receivers. Brandon Ayuk's probably going to be fantastic. I think Debo Samuel has a bounce back this year. And, you know, they have a great tight end. They are a force to be reckoned with. I mean, this Steeler defense that we're, we're, you know, talking about how good it's going to be. This is a hell of a test in week one, a big yeah. time test. There's a hell of a test of my theory that Brock Purdy is a fraud. I was just going to ask you that because I remembered you saying that before. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, relevant being irrelevant. The dude is Duck Hodges. Okay. <laughs> Duck Hodges was a nice story, but you don't want him as your franchise quarterback. Yeah. yeah. That's, he's just, he's just, he's just a smart dude. I think dude we're going to no find talents. out pretty quickly if he, if he really is, you know, what he appears to be, or is it a little bit of an optical illusion? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, to Joe's point, what if the Steelers do go in and just blow them out and they, you know, they have six sacks against the kid and he turns them all over and all of a sudden it's a little bit chaotic in, in 49er camp. You know who that, yeah. you know, who actually might be good is Sam Darnold. I could see Sam Darnold right. in that situation being a, a, a serviceable being you know you yeah. know managing managing the game he's not Steve Donald isn't the worst quarterback to ever live he's no Trey Lance he's no <laughs> right. he's no Zach Wilson he's he's he could in certain situations he could he could excel and that that offense is a dang all-star team I mean McCaffrey oh, yeah. and, and all oh, yeah. those like they, they're just they're just loaded and on it's offense. gonna come with like rapid fire speed I mean that's what Shanahan does do you mm -hmm. know what I mean that's how he runs his offense it's gonna do that to try to minimize the impact of players like Watt and Highsmith and you know we'll just have to see like if our you know if our defense can kind of keep up with that yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I don't think honestly. I I gotta say it's probably the best game in in week one. Uh, I mean, they, they're giving us obviously the Chiefs are gonna get that Thursday night matchup as a, the reigning Super Bowl champs. Uh, apparently, everybody thinks the Lions are Super Bowl contenders. I don't see it. Um, I think they're kind of in the same shoes as Pittsburgh. Honestly, 
I think they're a young team on the rise. Um, I but, think their yeah. shoes are tighter and cheaper made. They're from like Payless. <laughs> Ours at least came from like Nordstrom's. Right or Dick's, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's a national game. Right? It's a one it is. Like the, yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah, nice. It's, that's top and it's, uh, it they, released, they released that today. It'll be the feature game. So, you know, they have a United States map and the Steelers and 49ers are like the majority of what everyone's going to oh, see. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's uh, what's everybody's Super Bowl um, matchup? Oof. I sort of feel like the Eagles are going to go back. You know what? It would how cool. Like I don't think the Steelers are going to go to the Super Bowl, but how cool would it be if it was like Steelers and all, all and Pennsylvania Eagles. Super Bowl would be amazing. That would be bad. Amazing. Bad. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a repeat of last season with Kansas City mm-hmm. and the Eagles. I just think right. they're both so good. Not mm-hmm. that would not surprise me. I at think all. it's. I think it's going to be Bills Eagles. That's what yeah, Peter I think the Bills have a good shot. I just. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. It seems like Josh Allen's had a rough go of things lately. And it's like, yeah, you know, I know it was the preseason, but I felt like we really dismantled them c- compared to like how badly they pounded us uh, into the sand. Do you know what I mean? In 2022. So mm-hmm, yeah, I know mm-hmm. it was preseason, but they just didn't look like themselves. I don't know if they just felt like we'd be an easy right. win or it didn't matter. Or I don't know, but well, and Josh yeah, Allen, I mean, you could hear him at Heinz Field that night. He was getting pissed. I mean, yeah, he, he was. He, he like, really he, was. He did not like all the penalties. He was not happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, they looked terrible, field. like undisciplined yeah. and sloppy. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, it's preseason. We we get that, folks. But I think I think you make a great point on that. But uh, at some point, I feel like this this team is gonna is too talented not to get there. So yeah. I'm kind of with you, Joe. I, I I like the Bills. I I my heart says Chiefs because I think they're in a mini dynasty run right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer it's going to last. I mean, the Chris Jones thing. I mean, that's a big component they're missing right now. Elsie, um, that's huge too. That's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. all very big. I mean, Sky Moore might step up in the receiving core a little bit, but uh, and then for my NFC pick because I think it's really up in the air. It could be Philly. The Dallas might be able to sneak in there if you believe in Dak. Hey, why not? The defense is good enough to get him there. The defense is good enough to get him there. You know, um, I think the Vikings might be there. You know, I, I mean, the Vikings had a great season last year. I mean, that, I think the best game of the year was that Bills Vikings game, without question. Mm, oh you yeah. Know, I mean, thirteen. I mean, they they had a very good football team. That's also very young, mm-hmm. uh, and is kind of flying under the radar now. I mean, Packers are not. Packers are going to have a losing season. The Bears stink. Uh, yeah. Detroit is wild card material. I think the Vikings could end up winning that conference, and I think they could make a run. Interesting. Interesting. I heard that Jacksonville's like a dark horse candidate to be like the number one seed in the AFC. I it's possible. I I think they could win the AFC South quite easily. I think Trevor Lawrence quietly also had a pretty good year last year. Trevor Lawrence is looking like what they drafted him to be. And I wouldn't sleep on Miami. I mean, I just think it's too soon to tell. I think there's some teams out there that really appeared like they had some potential in 2022, a lot like Pittsburgh, made upgrades during the offseason, and then it's just going to be a matter of do they really all come together as something cohesive when 2023 gets going. If they could just stay healthy, if Miami can just stay healthy. Right. There, they got they got something special there. Right. Well, because to your point, I mean, all, all of these teams that we just named are, are one major injury away from being completely out of contention. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of them have players they really rely on. And if, you know, Kirk Cousins, if uh, Josh Allen, you know what I mean? If any of these players, some of their big receivers, defenders go down, I mean, they could be in trouble. That could be enough mm-hmm. to yeah. to make them stumble. 
so yeah. many we saw so many teams just not play their starters at all in the preseason no. at all then you just throw them out there in week one and then you and there's like oh, i can't believe how many injuries there are yeah because this is the first right. time you got them in actual playing uh yeah. conditions right Dummy? right because you know that new player agreement that they agreed upon was it two years ago now there's a limited amount of practice they can even practice in yeah. during the season mm -hmm. and pads mm -hmm. right so uh you know I, that's one thing it's so funny how you know not to beat the homer drum but we've had noel tomlin cower right and all three of them have been hard knocks guys, you know, yeah. and, and Tomlin, no, he gets them in pads. Cower had them in pads. I mean, this is the football we play, you know, it's yeah. each one of those men's credit. They, they've adopted that. I think they see value in that. Uh, I think hard knocks has wanted to do the Steelers for a couple of years now, guys. And, and I don't think Tomlin's been comfortable. Tomlin is flat said no. Yeah. No, flat, no, he's flat he said no. Yeah. And, and because honestly, let's be honest, it would be a really great series. I know I'd be watching it. So the Jets this year yeah. was it was okay. It was all right. Um, but yeah. Um, the I, uh, the thing is, is you can't replicate what it is to play an opponent. Do you know what I mean? Like you just can't replicate that. I don't care how hard your defense goes against your offense. Mm -hmm. It isn't the same thing. You know these people. It's just not. And so to me, there's there's no practice you can do at your own facility that replicates what you get out of a preseason game, even if they only start one game. Well, yeah, and yeah. you know it's so different. Joe and I talked about this last year. We remember as kids. Remember the Redskins uh, with the commanders. Now they would practice when they were the Redskins, they would practice in Carlisle PA. So early yeah. in preseason, it would always be the Steelers went to Carlisle. Yep. The Redskins would come to Latrobe and they'd have a yep. full out scrimmage and go where it yeah. yeah. everything. You know, now it's. Uh, I've, I've heard a lot of teams like to do those scrimmages. And the reason why is because they get to hide the, the, the problem with having preseason games is they're all televised. And, yeah. and if you're trying to hide a player on your roster, maybe cut him and then put him back on your practice squad. If he blows up in, in some preseason game or something like that, you're not going to be able to do that. So that's why they like, those, they like those scrimmages because they could, you know, they could, you could still kind of have a game, but it's not out there for everyone to see. Right. Or those teams where the two teams come together and practice during camps, you know what I mean? A lot like a whole scrimmage. But, you know, I heard some of the players talking about that recently, and they said that it's just like a disaster, like a, a recipe for disaster, because one team will need to be like the alpha dog and like they just won't quit till like the other team submits. You know, that's the just thing. Up there's like there's so just many injuries, fights. potential for injuries, fights, chippiness, you know, yeah. all of these things that just aren't necessary yeah. during an actual preseason game. The refs are there and they regulate this stuff yeah. and make sure, you know, things stay as calm as possible. You gotta be sick and tired of any team has to be playing, you know, of, of Dan Moore going up against uh, Cam Hayward every single day. It's like, can I please right. have someone else, you know, poor, poor um, Chooks going against TJ Watt every day. Like, please, right. can he That's take right. a break or something like that? At least when you go against another team, it's like, oh, good. I get to beat up someone else. Yay. Right. Well, then you get a break yeah. and you get her big. You got to be like, what the hell? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of break was that? Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's, it's funny. I always say how fantasy football mirrors life. And you sit there in the same way. We always try to have our draft the last possible weekend before yeah. tomorrow night's game because you don't know i mean it's just that's always that big fear of who's going to go down this year you know and so everybody goes every fan base goes through that yeah yeah we just it's, it's not us it's I, it's it's just there's there's a big injury 
roulette wheel and you just hope it that that your team is okay so you know damn well all cincinnati was holding its breath for at least 24 hours when they carted uh joe burrow off on a on a cart on the first day of practice Uh are you kidding me you know could you imagine that was kenny it's like oh god even even if even until like this week they were still like is 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 joe burrow okay is he right so yeah that's that's scary stuff so all right guys thank you so much Thank let's, you. Let's let's hope let's hope for for a good season. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Lee and Allison. Nice seeing you guys. Good Thank to you. see you too, Darren. Thank yep. you. All right. Thanks, Joe. See you guys. See ya. Thanks, Joe. Bye. Bye.